0: <laughs> in depth conversations, matchup breakdowns, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. And love, and love. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap.
1: Episode 8, Segment 1, baby. Fourth Down in the Steel City, and for the first time. We have real football to talk about. I'm Adam Crowley. He's calling Dunlap. Kenny Pickett, Hall of Fame, yes or no? Define real football, sir. Well, it's better than
2: OTAs, minicamp, and training camp. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that much. Uh, you know, Kenny Pickett, if nothing else, deserves a little bump. That's That's where I am with all this. So many. I mean, there are so many overreactions. If there's one thing I learned in all of this, it is with this, this situation in particular, that the natural reaction is overreaction, it hmm. feels like. Mike Tomlin told us, he told everybody, that the process was going to be something where it was going to be a marathon, not a sprint. He outlined it for us. This is one of the times that a football program, a football outfit, an organization, Precisely didn't lie. Yes. Like <laughs> like they had nothing to hide. They told us precisely what was gonna happen. And they're kind of doing it right now. And I don't know, maybe it's because we're jaded and they've lied to us in the past. Not just them, but all football outfits have. And like I if we just believe what they're saying, they're actually doing what they said they were gonna do and they're putting it into practice.
1: You're right about that, and now I'm titillated because we are past the scripted part then. They did do exactly what they said. Mike Tomlin said it's going to be a process. And then he said all the reps were predetermined and at some point the reps are going to be doled out by how players perform in stadium, if you will. And Kenny Pickett played well enough to garner some second team reps in second team. That's not second team. Second team reps in the practice immediately following the game and Kind of oddly, like we discussed before the game, the Steelers were in pads two days before the game. They're in pads two days after the game. Also not something we typically see from Mike Tomlin. Young team trying to get them more meaningful reps. But Kenny Pickett got two reps, baby. And that makes sense to me. It doesn't have to be about Mason Rudolph not playing well. Because he didn't. He played fine. It doesn't have to be a comment on anybody else other than Kenny Pickett but when you draft a guy 20th overall and he has a QB rating of 130 in the preseason game you probably should reward that guy for it
2: yeah he he does need to be rewarded he needs to be rewarded with reps in practice he needs to be rewarded with reps in the game and that is you know here's the thing uh, people are talking about well it was against a bunch of scrubs it was against a, against a bunch of down the liners whatever It was also with a bunch of down the liners.
1: Right. Tyler Vaughn's caught the game-winning touchdown.
2: Right. So let's see, because there's a real – just as much as the people say who are naysayers of Kenny Pickett – and I'm on the fence still. I really am. picket fence, if you will. Um, So I'm (laughs) –
1: Oh, you. (laughs) I just thought of that. Um,
2: But as much as people say, well, maybe if he played better competition – that it would get to him. You know, he couldn't do as well against better competition. Maybe he can't keep up with guys that are as good. Maybe if he was throwing the football to Deontay Johnson and Friermuth, and maybe if he was throwing the football to and and was having to break a huddle with Najee and whatever, maybe he couldn't keep up. I don't know, but I'd sure like to find out. Like, you're eventually going to have to find out because you don't want to find out if you name him backup, and the first time you find out is whenever Mitch Trubisky dings his ankle.
1: That's 100% right, and for all the people, and there are people who say you can't move Kenny Pickett past Mason Rudolph right now because Mason Rudolph played pretty well in this preseason game, okay, let's say they perform this way in perpetuity. Let's say there's a dozen preseason games, and let's say Mason Rudolph plays well in all dozen, and Kenny Pickett also plays well in all dozen. You know who should still get the second-team reps? Okay, Kenny Pickett. Because he drafted him 20th overall. It's not all that difficult to understand, I don't think. And it shouldn't be all that difficult for Mike Tomlin now to divvy up now that he's off that script. And you've talked about it. I've talked about it before. Mike Tomlin has never gone through this before. This is his first ever real quarterback battle. You can make an argument that 2010 was sort of like that because you were – playing for a starter who was going to be Ben's backup. Ben got suspended the first six games, reduced to four. But I, I actually think Mike Tomlin's doing this the right way, and I was delighted to see that Kenny Pickett got some second team rep, team reps in the first practice following the game. That's the way it needs to be. You reward the guy who plays well that you have more invested in.
2: Paul, oh, Imagine that. Yeah, and and again there's a feeling out process. You also got to see what this guy's all about. He might not be good. He might not he might you're right. flounder whenever he plays with better guys. But you got to see it. And here's the other part. Enough people aren't talking about this. Adam, that you're on a shortened timeline because of three preseason games. You sure. talked and you have preached for a decade and a half about in stadiums. You were granted a bigger sample size. Every single year, pretty much, other than this one, about in terms of being able to see in stadiums what you had. Not now. It is much different. It is so condensed. And also, they don't hit. How are you going to find out at practice? They, how many live well,
1: periods are there? You will play 14. You will have 14 padded practices from the start of the season through 17 weeks and a bye week. So, 18 weeks, you'll have 14 potential padded practices.
2: Yeah, you've got to find out sooner or later. You I know, think this is all be, oh, go sorry, ahead, go no, ahead.
1: That might be why Mike Tomlin's ratcheted it up in camp. I mean, 2 days before a game, 2 days after a game and they're hitting, hitting. We ain't ever seen that before.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I think now and plus you have expendable guys. I think it'll all shake out exactly the way it was supposed to, exactly the way it was going to, and that's and it may take a circuitous route to get there, but Kenny Pickett's going to be the number two. Mitchell Trubisky's going to be the number one. Anybody that thought otherwise is either out of their mind, had an agenda, or doesn't know football.
1: Mitch Trubisky, for me, wouldn't play more than he just played the rest of the preseason. I'd play him two, three series in game number two. I'd play him in two, three series game number three. You treat him like your starter. You have the whole time. He has done nothing to give that up. I was encouraged by how well he knew the offense. I was encouraged by his mobility being on display, something we never saw Ben do the last three years, really. And I was just encouraged by his overall play, Colin. So I don't need to see more from Mitch Trubisky. If Kenny Pickett goes gangbusters and holy cow, this guy needs to be your starter, won't happen. But if Kenny Pickett goes gangbusters and he needs to be your guy, so be it. But I haven't seen anything from Mitch Trubisky now where I would need to play him more on in risk injury. And I haven't seen anything from Mitch Trubisky that would make me think that I wasn't right in believing in this guy from the start.
2: If all three of these guys were a pizza topping, what pizza topping would they be? I was thinking about this because mm. I it was just I was just marinating in my head. And I think I might have the answer. You want to go?
1: Yeah, Mason Rudolph to me is pineapple on pizza. Sardines, I was going
2: to say. You were going to say
1: sardines. Yeah. See, to me, it's pineapple because I think that's gross. I don't need fruit on my pizza. If I want fruit, I'll eat fruit. If I want pizza, I want pizza. But some people love it. It's in the eye of the beholder,
2: just like Mason Rudolph. Just like sardines. Sardines are actually not awful, but there's so few people that like them that it's a real, like I've had sardines on pizza. Not, not terrible, it's not, bad. It's not bad. terrible, but it's a real, real, uh, you know, fine audience that likes that. And you can't march that out there in a party. You can't say, no. here's your freaking sardine pizza. It, watch that one just rot, right? I mean, watch it, watch the, watch the hairy fish heads sit there on top oh, of that pizza. So that's what Mason Rudolph is. But some people really like it. It's a deep and narrow sort of process right? There's like a lot of people. All right. Kenny Pickett to me. You want to go with Kenny Pickett or you want me to?
1: Yeah, I can go. I think Kenny Pickett is Buffalo chicken pizza, which is potentially really good depending on where you get it. But also it's kind of overrated. A lot of people like Buffalo chicken pizza. Get me a regular pie any day. Uh, Jury's still out.
2: Mushrooms. I was going to say same thing same, same deal. You hear a lot in mushrooms. Are they an important topping? Or I should say a, are they a, a topping that is that a lot of people like? Yeah, sure. But you're kind of running a bit of a risk too. You always see mushrooms whenever you get plain or the one I'll go to next as second choice. Like mushrooms are always the second choice. It's always on the menu. It's always there. It's always near the top. Everybody, when they have a party and lay out a buffet they always get a mushroom pizza and it's like, yeah, you know, if those other if, if, I'll grab a mushroom slice, all right. But nobody ever says you can only have one kind of pizza. We're getting it for a big group of people. Mushrooms. Yeah. Mushrooms. That's the one, <laughs> but, but it's not, it, it's, it's okay. It's pretty good. And I like mushrooms and you could take a risk and they're great. And they'll hit your home run, but not all the time. All right. Trubisky.
1: Trubisky to me is your run-of-the-mill chain pizza. Maybe he's Domino's. It can get you by. It's a good stopgap. If you're hungry, you eat it. You're going to be fine. But is it ultimately the pizza that you want at the end of the day? Probably not.
2: Standard pepperoni. Just regular pepperoni pizza that is like, all right, like the whole, you know, you ever had a really bad pizza? Yeah, but it's better than, you know, good, some of the alternative foods. Yeah. He's that. He's that. So if you have people over, you got a, a, a table set up. You got a bunch of people. You got pop. You got beer. You got some wings. Yeah. It could be greasy. It could be a little dry. Could be overcooked. The crust could suck. But okay, uh, hello, uh, local pizza shop. What do you want for your order? Oh, okay. Yeah. Give me a couple of hoagies. I'll take those. Of course, you know, a couple dozen wings. I got some guys coming over. We already ran out to get some beer, so we're good for that. Well, I mean, just you know it's defaulted in we got to get two pepperoni pizzas because a couple guys are going to like pepperoni is your pepperoni pizza any good sir that's eh, pepperoni pizza i mean you're not gonna have it up you know and that's what that's what trubisky is great exercise crowley
1: yes that was a nice little uh, wake up here late in the day it's like six o'clock for those of you who aren't listening live and nobody is because it's a podcast our producer greg is listening live right. Yeah, it gets the the gears turning. You know what kind of pizza George Pickens is?
2: Oh, meat lovers? Um, Man,
1: I I was going to go off the board. He's like naked lady pizza, this guy. I mean, he's that impressive. He's like a naked lady laying on a pizza. He's incredible, man. And I heard somebody describe today the catch by George Pickens in this preseason game as like the 20th best catch he's made if you factor in everything he's done at training camp. And I thought it was a hella impressive catch by George Pickens. Is it okay now that I buy into the hype and I can start thinking to myself, okay, what can this guy actually do this season now that I've seen him in a stadium?
2: If somebody else made that catch who had played in the league just a year and was okay, wouldn't you buy into that hype like if i would yeah if somebody else was more established even if they weren't great wouldn't you say oh all right case in point after his rookie year mike washington or james washington excuse me starts making catches like that wouldn't you go wow this guy really improved yeah so why can't you if that was sort of the calling card for this guy i i I can let me ask you a question does george pickens and the way that he skyrocketed through one preseason game mind you look does he make people wonder if signing Deontay Johnson was premature? Whoa. I don't think so. But I. everybody always has a flip side to the coin on everything.
1: I think regardless of how good George Pickens is, and he might be good, good. I still think they did the right thing because you can't be sure. And... It's not like you broke the bank for Deontay Johnson. You got him below market value. It's not like you had to tie yourself to him for an extended period of time. Only a couple of years. So you, I think, bought yourself some security if you're Omar Khan and the Pittsburgh Steelers, that if George Pickens ain't the guy, if Chase Claypool ain't the guy, it's not like you're married to Deontay Johnson for an extended period. So I think it was a good move either way.
2: I agree with you, but i it'll be a – it's a manufactured talking point, but it's one in which – if you manufacture it deep enough, you can make an argument that it falls in lockstep, the two things.
1: Well, and, I mean, if we want to play it this way, Roquan Smith's still out there. And if you want to trade for that guy, you're going to have to pay him 19 maybe dollars a season, million dollars a season. Uh, it would be easier to do that without having to pay Deontay Johnson, and maybe George Pickens is that guy already. So there you go. We figured it out.
2: You might be able to pay him $19 if you just – um, if Heath restructures again and they kick the can down the road and they're able to do that.
1: I'm going to put that on the Twitter poll. Yeah. Will the Steelers restructure Heath Miller's contract this year to pay for Roquan Smith?
2: Right. Heath will be paid. I saw that I, somebody told me inside the Steelers' office that Heath will be paid till he's 139 years old so that Ben could keep getting paid. Wow. It's like the, it the
1: life sentences. They'll slap yeah. on a guy like, oh, he's <laughs> going to serve 15 consecutive life sentences. <laughs> right. Up next... Bush and Spillane, they might both suck, but someone's got to play.
0: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. In-depth Conversations, matchup breakdowns, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dunlap.
1: Episode 8, Segment 2: yes. Fourth Down in the Steel City. I'm Adam Crowley. He's Colin Dunlap, and I'm going to ask you a question. That has to do about the Steelers, has to do with the Steelers, in a couple minutes. It's a good one. And it'll make you think. But we're not going to do that just yet. Gosh. We'll still think. But Colin, Devin Bush was bad in the preseason game. No other way to put that. I'm not a Robert Spillane believer. Which means I still think that Devin Bush needs to play and start in these next couple of preseason games. Because I'm hoping against Hope he can figure it out with his pedigree. But if he can't, then you are playing Spillane. And I'm not really enamored with either option at this point.
2: Okay, if you're not a Robert Spillane believer, then you're defaulted to being a Devin Bush believer. So do you just like Devin Bush because he's the best option of the two, or you think that he can be a good football
1: player? I am pulling for Devin Bush to find rookie year Devin Bush. I don't think it's in there, but I think that... When... Why are you
2: living in your fears? Why are you afraid of change? Because you, you just don't think Spillane's that good? Well,
1: right. I think Robert Spillane, given all the talent the Steelers have on this defense, which Mike Tomlin continues to anywhere he talks, he says there should be a dominant defense this year. I think there's one guy, if it's second down and four... Instead of running the football, if Robert's Blains on the field, you're throwing the football to a back that he's covering or to a tight end that he's covering, and you're trying to exploit him in coverage. I don't think he can run with guys at this level. That concerns me. Devin Bush can't stop the run. I don't know that Devin Bush is confident enough, smart enough, whatever, to run with guys at this level either. I do know he's got the athletic ability, and I'm not saying start Devin Bush day one in the regular season if he ain't got it, but I am saying – start in the next two preseason games and see if whatever mental block he's got, you can knock free.
2: Yeah. Well, I think he sucks. And so what you just outlined is something that is a very real worry about Spillane, but let me outline a different tact here. Doesn't for me, at least this is why I like Robert Spillane better and why I immediately just put him in and play him alongside miles. Jack Robert Spillane has a better chance of making first and 10 second and nine. And Devin Bush has a better chance of making first and 10 second and four. And that's why that it's just, I, I don't know. And I think the occurrence you outlined on third down happens less than the occurrence with running the football and trying to gain leverage and trying to leverage the middle of the field early downs. And Devin Bush puts them the other team into really advantageous down and distance situations too much.
1: No, that's fair, and I'm not here to tell you I think Devin Bush is going to figure it out, but I have this reoccurring nightmare of that Chargers game from a few years ago where John Bostick got motioned out and then he was one-on-one with Keenan Allen like five times in the second half, and I just see the opposition trying to do that to Robert Spillane a bunch. I think ultimately, and we saw this at practice today, I think ultimately what's going to wind up going down is they're going to play a hell of a lot of dime defense, and you hope that Cam Hayward stops the run and Tyson Alualu stops the run and Larry Ogunjobi and TJ Watt stop the run and Miles Jack does, and you just have an extra safety on the field, whether it's DeMonte Casey or if Carl Joseph's healthy, and you just play it that way. Yeah, Uh, the Steelers
2: need to get out of the business of – your number 50-something running with their number 80 or number 10-something. Yeah, bad business. It's happened far too much. It really has. Even back to the Dick LeBeau days, it's just happened too much.
1: And I will say, as a guy who is afraid of Robert Spillane having to do that, at least you don't have Keith Butler's D.C., and you do have Brian Flores who can help scheme things up. And for the first time, really, I I saw this on Steelers.com the other day, Mike Tomlin talked about the expectations for his defense, but not just because of the personnel. He also said that they had the guys in the building to make decisions. So maybe they're not going to put themselves in a situation where Robert Spillane is going to get effed like that. Uh, In terms of first and 10, yeah, I'm probably leaning towards, I mean, especially against Baltimore, especially against Cleveland, I'm probably leaning towards Spillane, against some teams that want to throw it a little bit more. If you are going to use two inside linebackers, I'm probably leaning towards Bush. But still, a lot of time left to go. Colin. Yes. If you were a fan, and you're a I fan. I am. I'm a fan. Yes. You
2: mean if I'm a fan?
1: If you were a fan who was going to make a road trip to a game this year or fly to a game, travel okay. outside of Western PA to watch the Steelers play, Ooh, where would okay. you go? All
2: right. They're all in the Eastern time zone this year, right? They so- are. <clears throat> okay. A lot of easy trips. Yes, a lot of easy. That's a great question, man. All right, I'd eliminate the division games because those cities all—I've I, I, been to all they of them suck, a million I make times. Them on, they're fine. Man. You know, they're all not terrible, but they're all not great either. Okay, so they're going to tell me where else they're going. Let's see, they're going to Buffalo, uh, Miami, good, well, Philly, it, yeah, no, 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 Indy. No. Andy's uh, actually a pretty good party town. Grid Indy. system, grid system, uh, easily walkable. It's a good. I'll event say hello town. to my
1: friends at the Slippery Noodle.
2: There you go. There you go. Um, Not what a strip
1: club, though it sounds like one.
2: What? It, no, it isn't. Um, what is the date of the Miami game? The Miami game. It's oh, October
1: 23rd, my daughter's ooh,
2: birthday. How about that? Ooh, there you go. Happy birthday. Low Miller's actually is our bar in Indianapolis. Um. Okay. October 23rd in Miami. It's, it could be nippy here. Could be good. All right. Give me one more uh, road game. Cause Miami probably takes it. I'm not a big Miami guy. I'm more of a Tampa guy than Miami guy. I find that hard to believe, but I like Tampa, the Tampa area, but Miami's too, too glitz oh, for me. Oh, oh, I'm a too much of a regular man.
1: I went to Miami when West Virginia played Clemson in the Orange Bowl, and I don't think I've ever been that hungover. And a hangover has never been more expensive than it was yeah. in Miami. Yeah. Also, the people beautiful. Oh, Holy God. cow! I'm like a Pittsburgh seven, maybe. I'm like a Miami two.
2: Everybody looks like Ricky Martin and J Lo. I mean, <laughs> it's, right. uh, it's unbelievable. Even the even the bums. Um. Anyway, Carolina. No, Charlotte,
1: Uh, Atlanta, Atlanta's, Atlanta's kind of cool.
2: It's all right. You got to drive everywhere though. Mm. Um, okay. Probably not a great visit schedule. Like last year, I think it was obvious.
1: If you're a huge football fan, you make the trip to green Bay. Like that to me was a slam dunk. And I knew a handful of people that did it. I probably would do Miami again
2: yeah because for I, for weather for weather purposes yeah
1: and the party and i don't think i could ever convince my wife to get down to miami again in my life unless there's a work reason or my boys are going for something so yeah i think i'm leaning miami
2: close second atlanta the atl uh a yeah, good city yeah, man really uh yeah, you know charlotte's not an awful no t- town to party in and it's you know, Zeiss, our friend Paul Zeiss, who we work with at the at the uh, at the radio station, he can drive there in like five hours. It normally takes rational, sane humans like seven or something. There's a lot of flights, provided their the airline industry gets its freaking act together and they're not all canceled or delayed. So you can kind of shoot in on Saturday morning or late night Friday and party all weekend. Um, you know, Charlotte and Charlotte will be overrun by oh. Steelers fans.
1: That whole stretch, Miami will be not as much as Charlotte, and Atlanta will be probably too. Their whole road schedule is going to be yes. flooded with Steelers fans, not unlike we normally see. I would go to Buffalo, but I have an ex in Buffalo, and Buffalo is not all that big. So I think I'm probably out on that.
2: Yeah. Uh, but Charlotte, plus, Half of Charlotte's already displaced Pittsburghers after U.S. Air shifted uh, their hub down there. So most of the people that are in Charlotte are from Pittsburgh originally. You know, another one that that maybe puts it over, probably Miami because of the stadium. A lot of people haven't been to the stadium.
1: Yeah, it looks super cool. Because when I was there, they hadn't done the renovations and pulled out all the seats, and it was a dump. It's not in a great area either, but yeah, pretty cool. So I'm going. I'll go to that one. It's less about the football to me. And more about the party. Unless it's Green Bay, then it's about the football. Buffalo might be fun though, because they were here. Yeah. When when Buffalo was here and Duck Hodges was battling for a playoff spot, they brought like twelve thousand fans, and those people were wild. But they're from
2: upstate New York, so they were wild and kind of friendly. Yeah, but Buffalo—that's oh, in a way, game. Buffalo strikes me as a place where they're not real welcoming for home games. That's probably true. You know, they throw you a table plus, or I have a hard time taking a trip and going somewhere where it's colder.
1: You live here. So
2: right. I, I don't know. That's a great question, though. Uh, you know what? One, what used to be great is when Jacksonville was in the division and then everybody would make that trip to Jacksonville. Uh, once a year for that division game down there. No matter what time of year it was, get out of here, get in the sun just a little bit, and go down and, and go to that Jacksonville trip.
1: I went to a Steelers road game in St. Louis, and it was the game that Michael Vick had to play because Ben got hurt. Was that when the turf caught on fire? And the turf caught on fire. <laughs> but I was the – in. this is a good story. I was the – in. there's a lot of good stories from the St. Louis trip, but I was the in-booth producer back at the old job. And so – the turf is on fire. It's the first time I ever did it. There's a 30 minute delay. All I kept doing was handing Bill Hillgrove cards for him to read sponsor after sponsor to get all that crap out of the way in the first 30 minutes. Probably not what the sponsors wanted, but that's what I did. On the way home, Colin, I was on the Steelers bus and Antonio Brown was flipping a shit because he didn't get a hundred yards And he was going off about how, if my boy didn't get hurt, talking about Ben, I'd have had a great day with showing everyone his stats in his phone.
2: Fair point. You know, fair point. I still can't believe the turf caught on fire. That was, that was one of the all timers. Their last
1: year in that stadium, shockingly. And I did feel bad because number one, their buffet spread was like the best in the league. And number two, I felt bad talking to all those people that weren't going to have jobs because they all loved the Rams so much. And, well, sorry, no more Rams. Speaking of Big Ben, who was AB's boy, who was not putting up numbers in that game, he tweeted out during the game call, or somebody did, from his account, and then signed it as Ben. All these guys look pretty good. A lot of fun. Ah. <sighs> Is this guy going to shove out the quarterbacks all year long, or is this going to be something that we see a bunch from Ben, whether it be interviews or social media, this guy commenting on the quarterback battle?
2: He'll punch himself out by mid-October. He's going to grow so. bored. Yeah, he's going to grow bored of this by mid-October. i tell you where Ben will make a mark this year, though. There is no question. If you Write this down. Write this down because this is a no-brainer. I'll type it in. Ben will say more than one ridiculous thing. On that Manning cast, uh, he yeah, will be, he will be on that Manning cast at some point. He'll go on there. He'll he'll say something to where it'll be not able to prove if it's true or not. It'll border right on yes, uh, sensationalistic. It won't be able to be proven or disproven, and it'll end up being. Huge fodder for sports talk radio and all around the NFL. Like, like the uh, Ben does not have broken toes. Like something yes. like that. Something and, you like know,
1: that. He's going to do it because Peyton Manning's going to be talking about spider two wide banana and all these different plays, and Ben's going to be like, "That eh, doesn't really interest me." But one time, I had my cervix removed before a game, and it's like, "Okay, Ben, that's fine." No, we're or, just-
2: or an unnamed Steeler receiver one time. Me and him were on our way to the game. We got hit by three cars. And then I saw no, or I saw a player. Like it's going to be something unable to be proved, but it'll end up being big news. And the perfect vehicle for him, he's going to, he he won't be able to help himself. He'll use that Manning cast and blow up gigantic news. Mark my words.
1: Speaking of the Manning cast, NBC is going to try to do a Manning cast, but with Drew Brees. And let me tell NBC a little secret here. Drew Brees ain't interesting. Drew Brees ain't Peyton Manning. That would be like if ninety-three-seven. the fan said, okay, we're going to do a Paul Zeiss cast where you can watch Paul Zeiss do the Steeler, watch the Steeler. You watch Paul, watch the Steeler games. In fact, really good idea. They should make that happen. And then some other competing stations like and this isn't going to be nice. I, I probably shouldn't name a name here, but like, okay, let's pick Paul Alexander and he's going to do the Manny Paul. Just, he's not, I don't want to watch Paul Alexander. Watch a game. I can watch him and listen to him. Talk about a game. I would love to watch Paul Zeiss. Watch a game. Am I going to get in trouble?
2: No, you're not going to get in trouble. Why would you get in trouble? But Drew Brees just doesn't bring it. You know, no. If you had me sit next to Drew Brees at a stadium somewhere and he's telling me sure. person to person what's about to happen and how cool it is and all that, and this play here, watch the ex receiver. Hey, watch what he's done. Watch his foot. It's leaking back a little bit right before he snaps the football. I'm an audience for that. But Joe Smith in Topeka, Kansas doesn't give a hell. No, no,
1: no. Drew Brees like I don't want to sit there and watch Drew Brees interview somebody (laughs) No, not happening 0% chance I watch that up next I've never seen this before never ever ever seen this before I'll tell you what that is next it is fourth down in the Steel City
0: Matchup breakdown, Analysts on every game. Everything a Steelers fan could want. This is 4th Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap.
1: Episode 8, segment 3, 4th Down, Steel City, Colin. My man Daniels, right guard for the Steelers. He had a pass blocking grade from Pro Football Focus of 13 in the preseason game. And I'll tell you what, I like Pro Football Focus. I may or may not have a login that is illegal. Or just given to me free by one of the Pro Football Focus guys Bootleg, I
2: bootleg is with the kids. Yeah, bootleg. Sus, sus, it's sus.
1: It's sus. Yeah. That's what the kids are calling it. That's what I said. I've never seen that. 13 is like if I were out there. Just, (laughs) you're not putting up any resistance at all. Run blocking was fine. Pass blocking,
2: no What's the alternative? Answer me that. You hear those birds? Yeah, right. What's the alternative? That was the alternative. This is where the Steelers are aligned right now on the offensive line. I mean, these guys they have right now. You want to play Joe Haig?
1: Uh, not really. I, I think Daniels will get it because he's a better player than that. And it's a small sample and you don't game plan and listen, some guys don't understand how to pick up a blitz and Seattle did a little bit of that. Pass a guy off, do this, do that. Whenever it's preseason, you didn't spend any time in the film room. I'm not going to overreact. That was sort of the theme of the first segment that you brought up. I'm not going to overreact, but it sure doesn't quell any of my fears that he has a 13-pass protection grade, according to PFF.
2: I think we're going to pay a lot of attention to the offensive line grades and what they're doing. and But I think this is something, too, that I think needs highlighted a lot more. And, and believe me, I'm not a glass-half-full guy most of the time. But if you take that numeric and you take that grading system, especially in the pass game, more of it now can be offset than ever – well, then the last five years can be offset because you simply don't have to block as well if your quarterback – pass block as well if your quarterback can get outside the tackles and yep. move some and can boot out and throw on the run. I, I'm not saying the offensive line doesn't have to get better, but they don't have to be as good when you have well, a mobile quarterback.
1: if the offensive line – and I think that – I think, I hope, but I think they could be better than last year – If the offensive line was exactly the same as last year's offensive line and performed exactly the same, your offense is still better with the quarterbacks they have now that can move. I I think that to me is a given. Mitch Trubisky, he's a strong guy too. I mean, he can move, he's athletic, but he's a strong man. I was impressed by that on Saturday night. And Kenny Pickett, I don't think he's got the strength that Mitch Trubisky does. I don't think he's got a lot of the measurables that Mitch Trubisky does. But he is athletic. And he is quicker than you would think. I mean, we all saw the fake slide in the ACC title game in Charlotte, which is where we're all going for our Steelers trip this year. There you are. I think I think even if the offensive line's exactly the same, the quarterbacks are going to perform better. And I would also think that the running backs are going to perform better because of the motions that Matt Canada is going to use. And the whole idea about that is to screw dudes' angles up in the running game. So I think Matt Canada's offense plus the quarterback mobility – is going to aid the offensive line and hide the offensive line as much as you possibly can hide an offensive line in the NFL.
2: I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. And I think what's going to happen is this gentry is going to turn into a glorified tackle, and they are going to play some double tights. Tackle eligible, baby. Absolutely. And that is going to happen, too. I don't want the Steelers to get in the business of hiding deficiencies. I'd rather them get better at the position. But you can only do so much. You know, if you're paying a receiver and you're going and you brought in quarterbacks and you're paying everybody on the defense, like, you've got to, in a cap league, you kind of have to sacrifice somewhere. You do. And they drafted Kendrick Green with the thought that he'd be freaking good right away. So that's another thing.
1: Yeah, he got knocked on his ass, put on skates on the second play of the game, and then <laughs> – Oh man, Dan Moore Jr., the first play for Mason Rudolph. He gets worked. And apparently that rookie has been doing a really good job in Seattle practice. I don't care. You're the left tackle of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Gets worked. Bang, strip sack, fumble. Just can't happen. So the offensive line did nothing to make me feel better about the offensive line on Saturday. That play that I just spoke of, though, Mason Rudolph, yeah, poor guy got booed going into the game. Poor guy gets booed after he gets blindside sacked and fumbles the ball. I'm wasn't not a Mason ball. Rudolph
2: fan. I, I nah, thought man. that it was kind of out of line by some of Steeler fans. I,
1: I don't. I think that's a terrible look. And this might be a stretch, but I'm going to do it anyway. There's a certain quarterback in Cleveland that if he ain't suspended before the next game in Cleveland, there's going to be thousands upon thousands of people cheering that guy. Meanwhile, Mason Rudolph, just because you don't want him to win the starting job, you're going to boo him in Pittsburgh? Come on, man. You might not like Mason Rudolph, the quarterback. Mason Rudolph's done nothing wrong to you to make you need to treat him that way. He's gone about his business. He doesn't take dick darts like Ben did. He took Ben's dick darts for years, and he never said anything Mason Rudolph doesn't deserve to be booed like that, people.
2: It's okay to not have a reaction. It's okay to say, no hum." you know, you don't have to go and carry the guy off your, off, you know, on your shoulders out of the stadium or cheer loudly or yell and scream for him. I did think it was out of line. As much as I am not a Mason Rudolph believer, I think Mason Rudolph will probably end up being a better golfer than he is an NFL quarterback. Like, I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I think we've seen the pinnacle of his career. I, I just, yeah. But and, and we, it was, we, it seemed kind of cheap. I wonder if it was a regular season crowd, if they would have.
1: I don't know. Cause well, probably not because the decision would have been made unless he was coming in for injury instead of Kenny Pickett. Right. But again, that decision would have been made too, because you would have known Pickett wasn't getting a helmet in that particular day. I didn't think he played poorly. I don't think Mitcherbit or excuse me Mason Rudolph played as well as the one hundred quarterback rating would indicate either. Though he had a one really good throw, he had another good out route sideline throw to George Pickens that I thought was really sharp. But he also threw George Pickens out of bounds on a deep throw down the sideline. He had two near interceptions, one that would have been a pick six if the Seattle defensive back had hands. He was, he, you know, what he looked like, Colin. Tell me, he looked like Mason Rudolph
2: but we're not measuring Mason Rudolph against an arbitrary zero point or against himself or against Mason Rudolph of the past. Aren't we in this whole practice and endeavor measuring these guys simply against each other? Who's number one, who's number two, who's number three, both on that day and in the whole body of work during camp. And then as it comes out the other side, when camp's over, you know, like it's not like in what you just said and how you outlined it. Yeah, that's fine. And that's great. And it's all well and good. But if somebody plays to 100% and you pay to 90 per, 98%, 98% may be good on another day, but that ain't freaking good enough that day. They're going right. mono a Manu mano.
1: And the excuse will be, or the, the reason will be from some people, well, Kenny Pickett played against third stringers. Okay, he excelled. So now it's time to let him have the same opportunity that Mason Rudolph had and see how he then does with that extended opportunity. He also
2: played with third stringers. That's true. And
1: he, you know what? This is this is something too that I, I really because I don't know enough about Seattle's third string. But Seattle played their second team fairly deep into the game. So um for Kenny Pickett, it wasn't just against third stringers. He also did some of his work against second stringers, which I think also speaks well. Of Kenny Pickett. What's going to happen next time out, Colin? Oh my gosh, Jacksonville. I, I'll tell you one thing I'm doing from here on out, the next two preseason games, betting the flipping over because oh yeah. Steelers have three quarterbacks that are all vying for a starting job in the NFL, at least according to them. And all these other teams, eh, you might have one or two. You might have a backup that's better than Mace Rudolph. Okay. But is your third string guy better than Kenny Pickett? I don't know. Steelers are going to put up points in the preseason, is what I'm trying to say.
2: One would think. I'll tell you what I'm doing is complaining about this one because it's cutting in. I, I only drink on Saturdays. I don't drink any other day. I only have it, – and it's cutting into my drinking day because I've got to kind of stay coherent to watch these games on Saturday. Saturday, 7 o'clock is prime beer time for me, uh, and they've cut into that this last week and then again this week because I kind of have to focus in and watch it for work. Uh, that being said, it's going to be interesting to see. With Here's something I want to see. Akella Witherspoon on one side and my man uh, Levi uh, Wallace on the other side. Uh, considering th- will they play? Probably, right? Will Trevor Lawrence carve them up? Will he come out and throw the football wide? We've seen and you've seen this when watching Clemson play and you've even seen it last year with the worst NFL coach in freaking history leading that team. Trevor Lawrence can throw that opposite side hash Uh, ball. He can throw that football and it can travel and it doesn't lose its head at all. And it comes out with a lot of velocity. He can make a long throw as good as anybody. Can he hurt those guys? Like we saw a lot of different things. We wanted to see the quarterback deal. We wanted to see the offensive line play of the Steelers. We wanted to see Devin Bush. There's going to be corners out on an Island in this game. There is going to be the savvy in which to pick that up and go right at them. How will they perform? Because that's really simulating a true game. And I think he has the the Seattle. Eugene Smith didn't have the uh, – couldn't do that. He can't make that throw. Trevor Lawrence can, and I want to see what those guys do against that.
1: Game for your life. You need your team to win. Hugh Jackson or Urban Meyer, who's your coach?
2: Can it end in a tie? No. because One of those guys has to lose. Um, Is it a college game or a pro game? Pro game Shit uh, I'm taking Hugh you. you know I, If it's a pro game I gotta take you, Jackson Yeah, yeah I have so. to If it's a college game naturally Herb, Because of he would course. have cheated his ass off the recruit And the players will find a way to win
1: That's true And yeah. guys in his huddle would murder you to win Maybe even Fair Not you are. trivialize that that's gonna do it. Free Hernandez on Friday. Shout out Marquise Pouncey on Friday. We will preview preseason game number two. That's right. Who's gonna start, Mitch Trubisky? Who's gonna play second team though? Oh, 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 oh. We might know by then. Goodbye.